have a new sponsor and an old friend joining Envy Pillow here, Sierra Sill. With two rare patents and a money-back guarantee, Sierra Sill, available at Shoppers Drug Mart, London Drugs and Health Food Stores, is the natural mineral joint pain remedy you need. Go to sierrasill.com, S-I-E-R-R-A-S-I-L.com and use the code GF for 10% off. Well, welcome to Episode 3 of Gracefully and Frankly. I'm not Lisa. I'm not Aaron. Wait a minute. I'm not Aaron. <laughs> That's right. We're going to sing this. I'm not Lisa. Oh, my gosh. She made it like eight seconds into the new episode, and she sang. The reason we're talking about our names and our voices, we'll tell you about that coming up this episode. So much ahead for you today. Right. We're going to talk a bit about coffee. Erin has a coffee quiz for me, as well as some things you can and can't say. And yeah, I got to tell you, do listen, because that coffee quiz is such a good brain teaser. You're going to love it whether you like coffee or not. Also, it's the year of the rabbit. We don't say Chinese New Year. We say Lunar New Year. A listener taught me that years ago because so many other countries celebrate it. Lunar New Year, year of the rabbit on the way. What does that mean for you and for two tigers just coming out of the year of the tiger? And can we talk? Let's talk. Right. Let's talk and how it's changing this year. Bell Let's Talk and their mental health initiative. What it means for you, which is really not a heck of a lot, except for the end result, which is actually kind of good. It is. And we're all in favor of talking, so let's get at it. Just raring to go. I feel like I've got so much to talk with you about. Do you know, since we started this podcast three weeks ago, all I do is think about things I want to talk with you about. And so we text each other, we phone each other, and then we do a podcast. <laughs> it looks like a tornado went through my office and just spit post-it notes everywhere. That's a good kind of tornado. Hey, when was the last time you went, oh, yes, in bed? Pardon me. <laughs> Well, uh, okay, let me rephrase it. When's the last time you slept on your Envy pillow? Oh, okay, last night. Of course, we're talking about Envy pillow who make this free to you. And uh, we are so grateful to Kathy and Kim for coming up with the anti-aging pillow for preventing and reducing sleep wrinkles and pillow face. It's been certified by plastic surgeons, dermatologists, and us. I even borrowed Lisa's pillow when I was in Ontario a couple of months ago. That's a true friend if you'll give up your Envy pillow. So I bought her another one. <laughs> Yes, I have a collection now, and I absolutely love them. Good, and you can even start a collection. Just go to envypillow.com. It's so easy, E-N-V-Y, pillow.com, and mention this podcast and use the promo GF, and you get 10% off. So there you go. Thanks, Envy Pillow. So you talk and I'll talk. And we'll see if we sound alike. Go. Hi, Erin. This is Lisa. Do I sound like Erin? I'm Lisa. Hi, Lisa. I'm Erin. Do I sound like Lisa? I'm Erin. Well, apparently, people think we sound alike. And you know what? In a way, if you and I were going for the same voice jobs, we would be put in the same category, right? We have voices that don't sound like this. Yeah. Or don't sound like this. We both have some authority in our voices and some kind of the same timber. Mm -hmm. And yet, I think our voices are completely distinct, but I do understand that they're similar. So what do we do? I don't know. Rob says you do sound alike, but I don't care who's talking. 
So I think that's good. He's just listening to what we say. Or he has completely tuned me out now after 35 years of marriage. And you're the only voice he hears. <laughs> so look, at we don't know what to do. I mean, Lisa, you could do some technological things. I could do some stuff. I mean, we could make my voice sound like this while I tell you it's good to have you here. And then I could sound like this and it would be definitely distinct. <laughs> but it wouldn't be my Lisa. All right, my Lisa, we have the year of the rabbit about to start. And I know that that means to you absolutely nothing. Yeah, astrology is really not my thing. I, I find it entertaining, but I don't put any credence in it. Sure. Again, I go back to, to science like astrology, not so much. But I don't want to take the fun away for millions and millions of people who do enjoy it. And if we're rabbits, um, I, well, tell me about why are we rabbits? Well, no, you and I are tigers. It's the year of the rabbit. Surprise, surprise, Lisa. It's not all about us. And that I don't know anything about it. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, she is totally legit. She's totally legit here. Yeah, so I've posted on our Gracefully and Frankly Facebook page what this means for you. You know that the lunar calendar is every 12 years, so you and I are both tigers. So I looked up what happens. Can two tigers work together? And again, you can go to Facebook, our Facebook page, and find out just what you are. But here's what I know for two tigers working together. So you and I are both tigers. We were born in a multiple of 12 years ago. And uh, I'm going to go with 48. What do you say? You want to say 48? Oh, I I'm with you. I'm with you. 48. Yep. Okay. So here it is. If two tigers work together... It can be real bliss for both of us. They are very affectionate. We are attracted to each other. Humorous. Well, we think so. <laughs> Energetic and even, even glamorous. Okay, our compatibility emotionally is very strong. Communication, strong. Our trust and dependability is average. Our common values are strong. Uh-oh, our intimacy and sex is very strong. So I'm going to look out for you. <laughs> I know. Get over myself. <laughs> so there you go. We can get along very well and make a truly beautiful couple. So you don't think any less of me for believing in horoscopes and that sort of stuff, do you, Lisa? Oh, oh my goodness. Of course not. I'm not. I'm not judgmental. Who says I'm right? Yeah. On what planet am I right? I, on what planet? Well, since we're talking about planets, maybe you do believe in it. <laughs> maybe. So the year of the rabbit. Now, a rabbit, as compared to a tiger, mm -hmm. well, I mean, it's quite obvious. We eat rabbits for breakfast, right? Uh, yeah, well, tigers would. Yeah, we absolutely would. January 22nd, which is Sunday, the lunar calendar, will enter a new cycle as it shifts from one zodiac animal to another. It's the day to say goodbye to the fierce and ferocious tiger. Oh, it was our sign, Lisa. But look, we started this up, didn't we? And wave hello to the cautious, peace-loving rabbit. That's kind of in a nutshell. Again, there are people who believe and people who don't. I think it's just a great chance to get out some fun coins and wear some red and just, you know, throw off the January blahs. Why not, right? Have you ever had an experience with a real rabbit? Not a good one. And there were a lot of them. You tell your story first. It sounds like I was attacked by them, but it was quite the opposite. You had bunnies in your house. It was such a nice hatch to visit. 
Well, it was a nice hatch, but this was my ex-husband had a couple of rabbits. You know, in When Harry Met Sally, when the wagon wheel table got tossed out, well, none of his furniture made it into the marriage because it all had chew marks on it. Chew marks. Oh. However, they were litter trained. Rabbits are smart, and he did litter train them, and they were fantastic. The trouble was when those rabbits eventually passed on and we got two others and I tried to litter train them, they gave me a carpet of poo. They very quickly went into a a custom-made hutch. They're very cute, affectionate, sweet little animals, and when you do train them, they're kind of neat. I could never eat one. I know a lot of people eat rabbit, but I just couldn't do it. No, and I completely understand that. I could never eat it now. But there was a time in the 70s when my parents went through their Harrowsmith era. I don't, you know, if you remember the Harrowsmith magazine with making your own bread, they were growing bean sprouts in the dishwasher. And oh, yeah, because, you know, we weren't using the dishwasher because it took up too much energy and stuff. And we moved out to kind of a hobby farm which was actually a work farm for my mother while my dad was posted to Ottawa. And this farm was like 200 kilometers away. And so it was dad's idea to raise rabbits for meat. We had a barn full of rabbits until it got too cold. And then we moved them into the house. But basically in the basement of this lovely house that we had was where the rabbits met their end. And it was horrific. And I think of it now and I think, I was thinking about this last night. Okay, who did the nasty? Who removed the fur? Who did all that stuff? It's horrible. But dad had this idea. It was a great source of meat, like five or six times more protein than chicken. Well, I looked it up and it's 1.2 times more protein than chicken. It has more fat. But somewhere in his military training, he got the idea that rabbit was the thing to eat. And I just... Oh, it's terrible. I think you would know this because of your close ties with the Humane Society through the years, is that people adopt a rabbit, especially around Easter and maybe for the year of the rabbit, please don't. They live a long time. They give them up, right? Yep. So when I took in one of my rabbits after it died, I took it to the Humane Society to, you know, have the body taken care of. And they had so many rabbits that needed homes. The woman said to me, hey, we've got a special today. Bring in a dead rabbit, get a live one free. Oh, (laughs) which one do you want? Oh, my goodness. And I went home with a rabbit named Flowers, and she was the sweetest thing. Oh, my God. They couldn't get rid of them. They couldn't adopt them. So that was her in-the-moment solution to making a little room in the rabbit room. Oh, my goodness. And they do multiply, so we're told. I understand that for those who like to eat them, they are delicious. And I get that. It's just not something I want to do. And that's okay, too. Okay, from things we would never eat to things we drink all the time. And you know that you and I are talking about coffee, right? Love my coffee. It's all I have left. It's the only vice I have left. Wrong. You lie. You you swear. You have a swear jar. And we're going to talk about that next week. But I forgot about that. I forgot all about it. But so do I. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's my vice too. Okay, coffee. There's this guy who, when he does an interview for a job, when he brings in a potential hiree for an interview, he does something with coffee. And what the person who is being interviewed, the client or the the potential employee, what they do with their coffee 
We'll help him determine whether he's going to hire them. Okay. Is it what they do in their coffee? Like what oh, they put in we're it? We're going to play 20 questions here. That's a good direction to go, but no. Uh, is it what they do with the cup? You are getting very, very warm. It's something they do with the cup that helps this boss decide whether he is going to hire this person or not. What do you think it is? Let's give everybody a moment to think about it because this this is just so brilliant. Whether they take a mug or a paper cup, whether they recycle their cup, whether they... Um... You're very close. Think that it's not recyclable. It's it's a it's a real china cup. It's it's probably ceramic and has the company's name on it. Let's help you with that. If they take it back to the sink or put it in the dishwasher or something like that, or if they just leave it out for someone else to get. Ding 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 ding. I'm gonna stop you while you're ahead there because the attitude we talk a lot about is the concept of wash your coffee cup. This guy says it's all about the culture of a workplace. And whether the beverage test leads to hiring the best staff or not, one can't really say. But the guy says, if you come into our company, which is zero, X-E-R-O, you'll see the kitchens are almost always clean and sparkling. And it's very much off that concept of wash your coffee cup. And it's seeing if the person fits into the culture of the company. But are, are they kind of like, eh, let somebody else take care of it, or I'm just going to do what I have to do. That might be the person who, you know, leaves straight up at three o'clock or, or whatever. Isn't it an interesting test, though? Definitely, because we used to talk about what people were like in the room. Like you'd want somebody who's good in the room. A lot of people could do the job, the nuts and bolts of the job. But did you want to be, for example, in our work, stuck in a small studio with them for four or five hours? <laughs> you know, you want a good person and you want somebody who cares about others. And uh, we've all worked with those who think it's somebody else's job to pick up after them or whatever. And it's uh, it's a real drag and it's it's demoralizing. And, you know, we both used to work for Julie Adam and uh, she was let go as, you know, the top brass in Rogers Media last year for reasons we still don't know. But she was, to me, a fantastic boss. And one of the things she used to do is take potential hirees out for coffee or out to a restaurant or out to a bar. And I read this in her in her book. And her book is called Imperfectly Kind. We will put it on our Facebook page. But that was one of the things that she did. She would take them out. And what she was looking for was how did this person interact with the server? How do you conduct yourself when you're with someone who can't defend themselves, although some do, and I love that, in a literal position of service to you? Do you make eye contact? Do you make conversation, even if you're nervous because you're in a job interview? How you treat the server, that's going to be how you treat your listeners, how you treat your producers. And that's not to say producers are subservient. They are our partners in all ways. And in my way, literally, because I'm married to him. But it's just how you conduct yourself. And really, they say that integrity is doing the right thing when nobody's looking. And in a way, that speaks to that. It does, because you're probably never going to see the server again. Right. So there's that interaction. It's sort of an exchange, but it says so much about character. We have a friend, a dear friend who treats servers horribly. And I've said something to him several times. I've apologized and we've been out for dinner 
it's just, I don't know what's with him, but there's something and, and I just, I can't stand it. It mortifies me. So I have made it my mission to not go out to restaurants with him anymore. Yep. I've done that with somebody in, in our circle too, who was just horrifically rude to someone who was obviously being trained and how you can be that. I want to say tone deaf, but I don't know if we're allowed to say tone deaf anymore. You are hearing impaired and wear hearing aids. Is tone deaf offensive to you? No, that doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me at all. And and because but also I'm not deaf. But you're right, I am hearing impaired. You know what does does bother me? Go on. I'll have a sip of coffee. You go. Off her meds. I don't like that. Mm. I think that's terrible. Uh, somebody very famous did that not long ago, said, oh, so-and-so must be off her meds. And I just think that is so stigmatizing for somebody who's taking medication for whatever. And the other one is um, when there's a joke about somebody being deaf. We should be able to joke about everything, but I do get a little twinge about it, I have to say. But it's nothing I would never say to anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, as Ricky Gervais says, just because you're offended doesn't mean you're right. It's just a little twinge. That kind of makes me go, oh, that hits yeah. at home. Uh, I think tone deaf is fine. That's my very long way, Aaron, of saying I think tone deaf is fine. <laughs> we do need to be aware of what's okay and what's not. And I hate the use of the word woke because everybody should be awoke to what's in, uh, what's offensive. But the Republicans spit it out like it's a, I don't know, a vitamin. But tone deaf is not deaf anyway. Tone deaf just means you can't tell an A from a C on a keyboard. The words change all the time. Something new becomes offensive every week. It's so difficult to keep up. And it's it's a bit of a landmine when you're sort of in the public eye in any way that you could so easily, easily say something accidentally and get vilified for it before you have a chance to explain yourself. And that's kind of what concerns mm-hmm. me about all that. But off her meds. Can you say who it was? Was it at one of the awards ceremonies or something recently? <laughs> No, it it was a lower level of fame. It was a it was a, a broadcaster that we both know who's very well known. And uh, you know, again, I don't want to call him out and say he's a bad guy for doing this. I just want to say, cut it out, stop it. All right. Yeah, there are a lot of things we have learned not to say over the past few years. Have you heard about in real estate listings, master bedroom? Yes, I have heard that. Now, what do they call it? The main suite. Or the primary bedroom. And uh, I haven't had a chance to talk with the people at the Canadian Real Estate Association. I do a podcast for them every month about, you know, what they think of the change in terminology. But master bedroom sort of implies, you know, master of the house and time of subservience and all of the antebellum years and all of that. So it's just sort of the evolution of the language. The initial reaction is always, oh, come on. And then eventually... You understand Mm -hmm. why it may be hurtful or why it may not be appropriate. And so on we go without that word anymore, right? Like you said earlier, everything isn't about us. You know, talking about no longer saying things like, oh, she's off her meds or or that sort of thing. Uh, for those of us who are on meds, I'm raising my hand um, because it's hashtag sick, not weak. What is it? Wednesday, the 25th is Bell Let's Talk Day. But guess what? This year it's got a different face, huh? It does. They're reading the room and Bell realizes that maybe 
maybe they're not going to get a lot of happy people this year after everything that went on with Lisa Laflamme and uh, that whole implosion and all the the bad press that followed. So they are just going to write a check this year for $10 million toward their goal of supporting mental health initiatives instead of getting all of us to retweet and use hashtags and and get involved. They're leaving us out of the equation and protecting themselves, but still doing the good work. You know, we talked last week about Galen Weston, and if you're crazy to be the face of your company, in a way, Bell Let's Talk was really sort of the charitable face for Bell. And and that face does have a lot of, uh, you know, pie on it these days. And, and you're exactly right. The Lisa Laflamme and everything that they did so wrong in 2022, including moving that guy just to another office so he could get off an elevator at a different floor. Michael Melling, yeah. They read the room and said, instead of last year's $8 million, we're doing a check for $10 million, which, you know, let's be honest, is still going to be a great big tax deduction for them. But it looks good. It's going toward mental health initiatives. And in the end, they don't get all of the negative retweets and hashtags and everything that they had right. in years past. You worked at Bell. I never worked for Ma Bell, as we used to call it back in the day. What was it like working with Bell, not only in that initiative, but under the auspices of that company? Because I've got Rogers stamped on my butt. I have great memories of Rogers. And uh, yes, you've got the brand. But Michael Melling was my uh, general manager. Him aside, I didn't really have much to do with him. It was not a good experience. Outside of Toronto and outside of the main television network, they basically starve at least they did starve, the other properties. So we had zero budget for promotion, zero budget for all sorts of things. I've told the story before uh, other, other places about buying my own staples because there was no budget to refill oh, my stapler. Geez. Ken, my co-host and I, we used to buy flats of water so that we could give water to our guests. And and this is Bell, you know? And so they would do a corporate update and say, we've made $17 squillion and we're so happy. And oh my goodness, profits are so great. And we're all sitting there looking at each other. Uh, they just didn't care about radio. If they actually had any feeling for radio, it was only Toronto. Everybody else was just inconsequential. And mm. everybody was stressed and everybody was pushed to the limit. You know, our bosses had been they all had sort of a sort of PTSD trying to work under these conditions and and meet all the goals that were set out for them. Bell says now that they've they've sent 14,000 people through their psychological training and that things are different. And it's been four years since I worked there. So I'm going to be the optimist like you digging through the pile of manure looking for the pony, <laughs> as you often say, and hope that maybe some things have changed. I left because of because I thought I was going to have a breakdown. That was one of the reasons that I left and went solo. You had seen the best of times, and then you sort of saw the worst of times and said, nope, I'm too good for this. And you are. Your mental health is more important than anything. And uh, look at us. We're just having the time of our lives doing this together. I have to give Bell credit for the conversation about mental health. Yes. That's huge. It's very difficult to get people to talk about it. And they helped make that easier. So good on you, Belle. And they gave mental illness and depression and so many things like that, that we all, many of us suffer through, um, faces too, which really helped. So yes, giving credit where credit is due, 
Thank you, Bell, for starting the conversation. That's all you get, though, Bell. <laughs> I think it's just about time to wrap this up for this week. But, oh, we want to thank you so much for listening to Gracefully and Frankly. We're having the time of our lives. One of your followers, I think, because he's he's sassy and, and he's got one of your family names. He wants to know when we're giving away the mini that is in the promo. So can can we please just stop that rumor right now? If I told him if if we're giving away that mini, that means I'm dead. And it also means the mini's not in good shape either. So don't even. We're not giving away the mini. Cousin Darcy, I'm looking at you. And to everybody who is commenting and saying wonderful things and sharing the news of where to listen too gracefully and frankly. You even did a little work uh, earlier in the week to find out why Alexa is being so standoffish about our podcast. So thanks for that and for posting it on our Facebook page, Miss Lisa. We want to make this show as easy to listen to as possible. And remember, I'm Aaron and she's Lisa and we do have different voices, don't we? Maybe if I snort when I laugh. Yeah, we do. Eh? I should go down here. I'm Lisa. <laughs> Uh, have a good year of the rabbit, even though you don't believe in it. But I think it's going to be peaceful and lovable, and we're going to have a great year. So, Gong Hei Fat Choi, that happens this Sunday, and yes. uh, all over, over the world, there's going to be fireworks. So, this year is what you make it. Whatever you concentrate on the most, that's what your year is going to be. And I think that means my year is going to be cheesecake. There you go. And mine's going to be cellulite. Thank you. <laughs> And on that note, away we go. Again, our Facebook page is Gracefully and Frankly. And you can email us at gracefullyfrankly at gmail.com. All right. You'll just put in Gracefully and Frankly or G&F anywhere and you'll find our podcast. But honestly, if you're listening to it, you already found it. So yay you, yay us. We're very excited. Thanks, Envy Pillow, for making it possible and giving us a good night's sleep and making us go, oh, just like Katy Perry watching those fireworks. <laughs>